everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and when it comes to today's podcast, this is episode 99 of the podcast, we're going to have a lot of great and interesting conversations for today's podcast. First, we're going to start, we're going to talk about, just give you guys a little bit of like a life update, what else is going to happen for myself and also for the podcast and also we're going to get into Abraham Maslow's theory of uh, it's it's really cool. It's big time. And I'll get into that as well. And then we're going to wrap up with since today is the 4th of July, we are going to do a natal chart of America since we know that the Declaration of Independence was created today. So just giving you guys a heads up. Those are our main topic talking points for today. So sit back, relax, and uh, we're going to have a very fun podcast. So when it comes to our first topic, I just wanted to give you guys just a life update before we really get in depth with Maslow's theory and also the astrology chart of America. So I just want to give you guys first just a big heads up that uh, I am expanding my spiritual practice. So very recently I got into tarot cards and I've been doing tarot card readings as well. So now I am adding that to my services. So I will still be doing my astrology charts like I always have been doing. But now if you guys have any questions or, you know, feel stuck or you need an outlet of, you know, just some advice, that is what I'm going to add now. So I'm going to start doing tarot card readings for people as well. So astrology charts, tarot card readings, and also life coaching since I am a bachelor's level uh, counselor. So I'm very close to getting my MA in clinical counseling. I have about, I just have an internship left. I finished all my summer work. So now I finally have some extra time to record podcast again and have some fun. So I just wanted to give you guys that first update again. So now I do astrology chart readings and also tarot card readings as well. If anyone is interested in getting their cards read or even learning more about their own astrology chart, you can click in the link in the show descriptions. So that way you guys can, you know, schedule a Zoom call with me and everything's virtual and prices vary depending on income with the max being $40 for an hour session. So not so bad. I don't want to overwhelm anybody with prices. So that is what the plan is moving forward. And also I will be attending some crystal shops in the Delaware area. So I have, I've reached out and I have a couple of opportunities for myself to read people's charts and also do some tarot card readings as well. So it's going to be a very exciting part of what's going to happen for the rest of the year. Uh, but we will see. We just got to take it day by day and, uh, 
yeah, you know, I, I'm expanding. So hopefully you guys are as well. But I just wanted to start the podcast with that because it's been so long. It's been right around a month since the last time I posted a podcast. Just very busy with schoolwork, with just life in general, with some family stuff as well. So there's been a lot on my plate this past month. So I really needed to take this time to just recharge, refresh, and be able to produce multiple podcasts for you guys. So I hope you guys are excited and welcome back. You know, it's definitely been some time. But when it comes to the first topic of today's podcast, I really wanted to get into Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And before we took this month hiatus break, I was I was talking to you guys a lot about Freud and Freud's theories. Um, so I wanted to stick with that theme. And I've actually had some very amazing conversations with some family members because I went to a couple graduation parties over the past month and I had some very eye-opening conversations with some people and you would never expect that like coming in you know it's a graduation party I'm just going to be chilling right talk to some people but I really got into a very in-deep conversation about this theory and I honestly think that if we took a step back and applied Maslow's theory it could really change our lives and motivate us. So I wanted to first start this theory by giving you guys a little bit of a background. So in 1943, there was a paper titled A Theory of Human Motivation. This was created by American psychologist Abraham Maslow. He theorized that human decision-making is decided by a hierarchy of psychological needs. So... He created his initial paper in 1954 in his book titled Motivation and Personality. So Maslow was very big on finding what drives us, what motivates us, and how does that impact our own personality. So his theory is based off of five core needs um, from the basis of human development and behavioral mental motivation. So first, it starts with the first level right, is the psychological need. So if you guys see here on this screen, we have psychological needs, right? So there's food, water, warmth, rest, shelter, right? So this is a big one. So if we don't have this first need set where we have food on the table, we feel warm, right? We have a shelter, we feel rest, like we're getting enough sleep. If we're not getting that, we're not going to be able to take the next steps on this hierarchy and think about it. Have you guys, I know for instance, I've had a couple of clients, you know, like they don't have consistent food, right? So some days they're coming in and they're hangry. Like they, instead of focusing, you know, on like learning the material, right? Whether that's in school or in any other programs, they're focusing on just getting fed. So, That is something to just keep your eye out, especially if you work with a lot of children that look like some of their behaviors could just be that, you know what, like they're just hungry, like they're not getting enough food at home and there's not enough like water and shelter. So that is a big need. So once we have those needs down, then we can move up to the next level, which is safety needs. So before I get into safety needs, though, think about and be aware of, okay. Have you ever been around people, you know, that have inconsistent food and, you know, like you don't know when their next meal is going to happen, right? 
those survival instincts kick in. You know, you strip someone away from their home, their food, water, you will start to see that person being a completely different person than what they usually are. And sleep is a very important one, too. If we're not getting enough sleep, that could be that could be part of the reason why we might even take out some of our anger and our deep emotions onto the people we love. So we got to make sure first that our psychological needs are met. So we're getting enough food, we're getting enough water, we're getting enough warmth, and we're getting enough rest. We, that is huge. We And people think like, oh, it's just common sense, but you will be surprised into what people are going through, you know? So just keep your eye on that and be mindful of that. Then the next level of the hierarchy of needs is safety needs. So... The need of safety, right? So this includes protection from violence and theft, emotional stability and well-being, health security, and financial security. So this is the next step of the hierarchy. So if you don't feel safe in the environments where you live, that is a big one too. How can you learn and reach your fullest potential if in the back of your mind, you don't feel safe in the places you, you live in and the people and certain people you're around, right? So just like psychological needs, safety needs is a must. So making sure that the environment in which you are living in, you feel secure and you feel safe. Uh, one of the big things here in America is financial insecurity due to you know the prices rising. You know, and the income level is now taken off compared to how it once was. That need for financial security is a huge one. So I just want you guys, you know, to think and be aware of family members, friends that might not be as financially secure, right? The bills, it's always a stressor when the bills come and just see how those needs of safety project into the rest of their life. So that's just something to really think about. So that is level two. So once you have, once you are in an environment in which you feel safe, you're in a good spot financially in terms of, okay, like I have enough money to pay the bills, right? I have enough money to just get by. And you have your psychological needs met where you're getting food, water, shelter, and enough sleep. Then comes the third level of the hierarchy, which involves love and belonging needs. So this is more of a social aspect because as humans, there's a social sides of there's social sides of us, right? Like we need to be able to feel accepted and loved in the people that we surround ourselves with. So with this one, it's all about love and belonging, right? So the social needs relate to human interaction and are last in the so-called lower needs. So the lower needs are the first three. Among these needs are friendships and family bonds, both with biological family and chosen family, right? So this is a big one too. And this is a big lesson that I've talked to a lot of, a lot of my clients and a lot of, you know, my friends and a lot of people that have come from situations in which they might have not have had the best relationship with family members, with biological family members, right? For those people, right, we need to identify and define what is our own definition of family. What is our own definition, right? What are the values that we want in our family? Once you guys learn that lesson, that can really help you with finding a sense of belonging and love because our family is there. We just have to find it, right? 
So friendships are a big one. Family bonds, right, are a big one. Physical and emotional intimacy, even ranging from sexual relationships to intimate emotional bonds. These are all important in achieving a level of elevated kinship, right? So again, social groups, we feel belong, we feel secure in our in our friend groups, right? Even like coworkers as well as well. So this all involves the social aspect of everything. So for my anti-social people, we really need to take some time, right? To find our community, find the people that we belong to, right? Because once you find that and you have intimate relationships, it does not have to be just physical intimacy, but emotional and mental intimacy. There's so many other forms of intimacy that people can bring to the table, but we all need that. It takes a village to help us grow, right? And if we try and take on everything on our own, we can get into our own head. And especially during tough times, we need to have that sense of love from others because we need that in order to grow. And I will say like, this has been a very, this past month has been a very difficult point of my life where I'm now starting a new long distance relationship with my partner. Me and her have been so close for years and we've been together for five years and we've grown so much. So that relationship is going to manifest and shift. And then also I've had some relationships with my family members end up, you know, not going the way that we want to. And for me, what has helped me during this time period is opening up and talking to my friends and talking to my family members and even talking to my girlfriend's family members. Uh, They've all been huge help for me in regards to, you know, that sense of belonging, that sense of love, because we need that during these tough times. We really do. And if we don't have that, it, it can really affect you. It can consume you. Right. Because that can also be something that we crave as well. So we have to be mindful of that. So to wrap up the the basic needs. Right. And like the lower level needs. Right. We have psychological needs, which is our basic food, water, warmth, rest. Right. We have our need for safety and security. So are we financially secure? Do we do we feel safe in the environment in which we live in? Right. And then we have belonging, love, right? Having intimate relationships on a platonic level and also on a relationship, a relational level. And that relationship can be manifest in different forms, right? That's all, that's all the concept of identity and sexuality, right? So these are all things that we need. And then if we meet all three of these And we reach level four. And this is probably one of the tougher ones to get because you can see it in a lot of our political leaders. You can see it in a lot of influential people is the esteem needs. Right. So the higher needs. Right. Beginning with self-esteem. They are ego driven needs. Right. So I know we talked about Freud and the concept of the ego. Right. Like once. Right. The primary elements of esteem are self-respect, or respect, the belief that you are valuable and deserving of dignity, and self-esteem, the confidence in your potential for your personal growth and accomplishments. Maslow specifically notes that self-esteem can be broken into two types. Esteem, which is built 
which is based on respect and acknowledgement from others and esteem in which is based on your own self-assessment. Self-confidence and independence stem from this latter type of self-esteem. So this is a huge thing, right? And I also want to point out too that depending on what happens in our life, right, we can go up the pyramid. We can also go down the pyramid as well. Um, So that's just something to, I just wanted to just add to this theory. So esteem needs, right? So we need to feel confident within ourselves and also have that feeling of accomplishment from others, right? So again, it comes down to, you know, the belongingness and love, right? Do you have a community that loves you, right? That can help fuel your self-esteem in a healthy way, right? Because we don't have too much esteem, right? That ego can take over, right? But we all have an ego, we all have something that we want to be proud of, that we want to show and accomplish in this world, right? So having people that can help build that self-esteem, but also having the confidence within yourself that, you know what, like I am proud at what I'm doing, right? It doesn't matter what external needs happen, right? Like I am confident in myself and my ability to do whatever it is I need to do. So those two combined form self-esteem. So once we reach that, like that is one of the toughest ones. So as we get higher in the pyramid, it gets tougher and tougher to achieve these needs. And the last level is self-actualization needs, right? So self-actualization describes the fulfillment of your full potential as a person, sometimes called self-fulfillment needs. Self-actualization needs occupy the highest spot on Maslow's pyramid. Self-actualization needs include education skills development, the the refining of talents in areas such as music, athletics, design, cooking, and gardening, caring for others, and broader goals like learning a new language, traveling to new places, and winning awards, right? So this is all building, right? to achieving our full potential, including creative activities, right? So how does one reach their full potential? You got to go through each of these four levels, right? And eventually the end goal, right? You are achieving your fullest potential, either creating something new, expanding education, refining talent areas, discovering a new language, traveling to new places, winning awards. But the big thing here is, is that the opinions of others does not influence, does not impact you. Like you're doing things for the greater good. All of your needs are met. So donating to charity without having any underlining like tones, right? Into like, oh, if I donate here, like, man, like this is ridiculous that I'm donating, right? Like actually being fully like yourself, being free, that is what self-actualization needs. So there's a big distinct difference. So I just wanted to highlight this as well. So Maslow referred to self-actualization as a growth need and he separated it from the lower four levels of this hierarchy when he called it deficiency needs, right? According to his theory, if you fail to meet your deficiency needs, you'll experience harmful or unpleasant results. Conditions ranging from illness and starvation through loneliness and self-doubt are all the byproducts of unmet deficiency needs. By contrast, self-actualization needs can make you happier 
but you are not harmed when these needs go unfulfilled. Thus, self-actualization needs only become a priority when the other four foundational needs are met, right? So that is another big point of this theory, right? That many people spend their lives in the first four, right? But in order to reach our fullest potential, we need to make sure that we are getting enough food, getting enough sleep, getting enough water, warmth, right? Safety. We're making sure that we feel financial security as well as feeling the physical security, right? Of being in safe environments, right? Then we need to, you know, have a community of people, whether that's a mixture of friends, family, loved ones, but these are people that listen without judgment. They give us a sense of belonging and they give us love. When we are going through tough times, they're there for us. And we are also there for them when they have tough times as well. Esteem, having the self-confidence in ourselves, as well as the sense of accomplishment from others in the work that we're doing can help fulfill the self-accusation, which is achieving your potential and making a change in this world for the better, right? That's the goal. So when it comes to this first topic, that is how I wanted to wrap up the first topic. I know I talked a lot on this podcast, so we're going to take a quick break here and then we are going to go back to the next topic of today's podcast and uh, we're going to have some fun there. So we're going to take a quick break here and uh, you guys are listening to Your Spiritual Best Friend with Josh Sanchez. I will be right back. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up and coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash and best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. All right, guys, and we are back. So the first topic I really wanted to get into Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I hope you guys enjoyed that theory and had some fun. So now to conclude this podcast, we're going to talk about the astrology chart of America, and we're going to look at some signs and some ruling planets and some very cool aspects. So that way, you know, like we can discuss like what the heck is going on there And uh, maybe we might even find some answers when it comes to America, right? So this is, again, just giving you guys a heads up. So this horoscope is based off of July 4th, 1776 at around 5, 10 p.m. So this is where everyone agreed of like the founding fathers. And I found it interesting that they're all men doing this at this time, um, in particular white men as well. So that's just something to be mindful of. All of these guys, you know, they've all teamed up 
and they signed the Declaration of Independence. So this is around 5, 10 p.m., Philadelphia, PA. So Philadelphia, right, the birthplace of America. So if you look at the chart right away, obviously we know July 4th, cancer season, right? So cancer is the crab, right? So when it comes to cancers, right, they have a very nurturing and caretaking type of energy with them, but they want to present themselves as hard, right? Because they're a crab, right? So crabs on the outside have a very hard shell, right? But then on the inside of a crab, it's very soft and smooth. So when it comes to America, and in particular, the majority, and I'm speaking collectively, so I don't want you to take things I don't want you guys to take to take things literally, right? Or like take it personally, because that's not what I'm trying to say, but I'm speaking as a collective. Cancer, right? And Americans, right? That's uh, the majority of Americans, they want to present themselves as, you know, hard, free-spirited, stuff thing doesn't real stuff doesn't really hurt us, right? Stuff doesn't really affect us. But then deep down though, stuff does affect them. They are very soft on the inside, right? So that's something to just think about. So that's Cancer Sun. And one of the cool things I see right away is the sun is in Cancer. Mercury, the planet of communication, is also in Cancer. And Venus is also in Cancer. So sun, the sun, Mercury, and Venus, they are all aspecting with each other, right? Because they're all in the same sign. So when it comes to love, when it comes to communication and sun, emotions are going to rule America very, very much. So um, so that's something to just really think about. And then also, I forgot to mention that Jupiter also is in Cancer. So you have four placements, four planets, all in Cancer. And this is based off of the rising sign of Sagittarius. Um, so depending, so the house system of Sagittarius is, so Sagittarius will be the first house, right? So that means that as I, if I'm doing my math, Sagittarius is first house, right? Um, Capricorn second, Aquarius third, Pisces fourth, Aries fifth, Taurus sixth, um, Gemini seventh, Cancer eighth. So this is all involving the eighth house, which is which involves trauma, which involves, you know, intimacy, which involves all of that stuff. So to have all of four of those planets in the eighth house, you can start to see when it comes to creating intimacy, creating emotional bonds. Right. That's something that America needs to, you know, work on. There's been a lot of conflict there. Right. With loving one another. Right. Instead of, you know. Um, going against one another, right? So those are things right away that I see. Another thing I see is the moon is in Aquarius. So when it comes to Aquarius moons, new beginnings and thinking for the common good is something that, you know, Aquariuses crave. There's a humanitarian aspect to Aquariuses. That being said, though, when it comes to one-on-ones and individuals, People with Aquarius moons and have any Aquarius placements, they're not really the best in terms of one-on-ones just because they think so big picture. 
So it doesn't really matter like when it comes to the day-to-day stuff, right? So they're the type of people that don't really like to socialize with a lot of people. Um, so to have an Aquarius moon when it comes to emotions, that is something that can be a conflict. Aquariuses don't really like to communicate their emotions. If you have any Aquarius placements, you kind of understand that. There's also because they're ruled by Uranus, Aquariuses, you know, there's like a big rebellion side of Aquarius energy. Right. So that's just something to just think about. Right. So freedom, rebellion, common good, humanitarian, future oriented. That is the moon in Aquarius for America. So, so far you see the cancer energy, lots of cancer energy, a sprinkle of Aquarius energy. And then you see when it comes to Gemini, their Mars is in Gemini and Uranus is in Gemini. Right. So Mars is the planet of physical action. Uranus is the planet of freedom and rebellion, right? So to have Gemini there, so when it comes to, you know, finding new information, when it comes to, you know, starting new information, right? When it comes to tapping into that freedom, Gemini is going to add a more aloof and quirky way of doing it. And uh, if you look at over the years, there's definitely been a lot of knowledge, a lot of just... (laughs) Just a lot of stuff that America has gone through over the course of the years, right? So that's just something to think about. So those are the big main energies I see right away. Like I know Mars squares Neptune. So if you guys don't know what a square is, a square is a challenge, right? There's going to be a challenge in this area. But with challenges, once you put in the work, you can be rewarded, right? So Mars is the planet of physical action, which is in Gemini, right? Neptune, which is the planet of spirituality, right? Stuff beyond the five senses. That's in Virgo. So those two areas do not see each other eye to eye. So when it comes to the spiritual realm and also, you know, like in terms of physical action and, you know, doing stuff, that's something that America has had a very challenge with, you know, when it comes to figuring out spirituality, right? applying spirituality into the work that they're doing. That has been a huge challenge throughout American history, right? Because you don't see that financial reward, right? You don't see that right away when you grow emotionally, right? Like you don't, there's no material thing that can show that you kind of just, you become more aware of stuff. Um, So that's a little bit when it comes to America's chart that I wanted to just highlight. So lots of cancer energy, Aquarius moon and the Mars square Neptune is a huge aspect, right? Mars, the planet of physical action, Neptune being the planet of spirituality. So having that disconnect is something that America and a lot of Americans as a collective have had challenges with doing, doing stuff for financial needs versus doing stuff, you know, for your own emotional well-being, right? So when it comes to this podcast, I know I'm right around a half hour. So I just wanted to, I wanted to make this podcast around there, you know, just because it's been so long and I just really appreciate, you know, having you guys on and, and being able to start doing podcasts again. So you guys can follow your spiritual best friend. If you guys want to know more content, you want to have your own astrology chart read and also your own tarot cards read as well. 
Um, I am doing all of those services again. So the link will be in the show description as well for you guys. And uh, yeah, I'm just very excited to be back and uh, be able to create a lot of cool content for you guys again. So hopefully you guys enjoyed Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I will also post reflection questions in the show description as well. So that way you guys can think about it. Like how would you rate your need of safety? How would you rate your sense of love and belongingness in others? Like these are all questions we need to ask ourselves, right? And, and check in with ourselves. So that way we can fulfill those needs. Um, to wrap up this podcast, I just wanted to wrap up with this very big talk, talking point. Instead of our end goals being material, right? This is something I've realized, you know, talking to people and just reflecting. Instead of our end goals being material, such as, you know, the dream house, having a boatload of money, having, you know, the dream partner, right? Why not have self-actualization as your end goal? Reaching your full potential, making sure that you are, you have a sense of community, Right. Like the people around you are people that love you, people that, you know, you can trust you are you created a safe environment for yourself. All of your psychological needs are met. Right. Let that be the end goal, because we've seen this time and time again. Money does not buy happiness. People I've worked with plenty of rich kids that have come from families that are multimillionaires and I'm not going to disclose anything more. And they everyone needs help. Mental health is so important. So make sure that you guys are taking care of yourselves and also enjoying this wonderful holiday. But like I said, mentioned before, follow the podcast, check out all of the podcasts on all social media platforms. Thank you guys again for, you know, having another great stream, another great episode, episode 99 of the podcast. So on my next recording, we'll do a little special 100 hundred edition because it's been years of work and determination and i really am thankful but i hope you guys have a wonderful night you guys stay safe and this is josh officially signing off